You ready? You're listening to The Real Pineapple Podcast Network. enjoying your uh spooktacular festivities so okay quick story time i worked with my bud nick over on the afternoon tune shout out to him dusk and josh over there at the afternoon tune and we had reviewed the twilight films and i had them in this folder that i have on my computer called the vault I just wasn't sure when I was going to release the Twilight reviews, and so I said, ah, fuck it, I'll do it for Halloween. I went to go ahead and upload the Twilight, uh, so our uh, reviews are up right now on the channel for Twilight, New Moon, and Breaking Dawn Part 1. Uh, Breaking Dawn Part 2 will be coming out tomorrow on October, uh, actually it'll be October 6th that I'll put that out, but... This is going to be out October 5th, which is a review for the Twilight Saga Eclipse, because Nick and I, the review we did, I've talked about it on the show before, I've been very lucky in the fact that I haven't lost reviews, reviews for the most part have been, uh, you know, sustained and awesome, and it's been great, but unfortunately, I don't know what the hell happened, but I went back and I played the Eclipse review, and nothing, none of Nick's audio came through, which I'm horribly pissed off about because that was a fun fucking review that you guys unfortunately are never going to hear. It is lost to the annals of time. So, you know, I've been doing this show for almost a decade. I think I've lost six reviews, maybe. Like, it's been a very rare thing. And of course, one of the reviews I lose is one that I really enjoyed, so I'm I'm really bummed about it, but it would be weird to upload all the Twilight reviews and not have one for Eclipse, so I'm doing a quick one for Eclipse, uh, just off the top here, so uh, if you remember from the end of Twilight New Moon, we went ahead and we picked up, uh, basically, uh, Bella, played of course by Kristen Stewart, Went ahead and forgave Edward, played of course by uh, Robert Pattinson. Went ahead and forgave him for leaving her to get killed <laughs> because that's exactly what he did. But he comes back to Forks. Everything's all hunky dory. Jacob's pissed off. Uh, of course he is because he wants to tap that ass. But of course he's pissed off that Edward just gets to you know come back like nothing happened. And to Jacob's credit. Because as we, uh, as Nick and I have mentioned throughout these reviews, both of them are problematic as fuck. They're both terrible. The relationship that they really should explore is Bella and Alice, played by Ashley Green. That's the most natural relationship, romantically, that Bella has in this universe. And the movies just go, nah, we're good. We're not going to explore that. So the story as it stands now if you remember from the first film bella and her family were being haunted uh hunted by james played by uh gam G uh, gigadet if memory serves and edward and the rest of the cullens 
broke his neck, tore his head off, and burned his body so he can't come back. Which, admittedly, pretty fucking intense. And so, now Victoria is out for revenge. And and in the first film, Victoria was played by uh, Rochelle Lefervre, uh, uh, is what I'm going to go with. And they actually went ahead and replaced her for this movie. I don't know if it was because of scheduling conflicts or what. But uh, they did upgrade a bit because Victoria in Eclipse is played by Bryce Dallas Howard, which is so fucking wild that Bryce Dallas Howard is in a Twilight movie and yet probably has better character development than she does in the Jurassic Park films or Jurassic World films. But that's a whole other conversation. So Victoria, because James fucked around and found out and let's be clear the Coens were just kind of chilling. This girl happens to be hanging around them. And James is like, oh, it's it's the thrill of the hunt. I'm going to kill this bitch. And so when he doesn't, I went, dude, they, they went out of their way to go out of town, to go states away. And you still were stalking this girl and you got killed. I, I don't feel sympathy for you. But Victoria, of course, is all about the re- revenge uh, in that base. And, and so now she goes ahead and says, I'm going to go ahead and conjure up a whole vampire army to go ahead and kill this one person. It's so intense. And I will say from Jump, that is kind of one of the things that does make me eye roll is that it's so much effort to kill one person that at the end of the day really shouldn't have been on your radar anyway, except for Ego. So it is kind of an eye roll, admittedly, but it means that the vampires have to team up with their most hated rivals. The Indians, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> they, they have to team up. Well, also that too. I'll get to that in a second, but they have to team up with the werewolves, which means that Edward has to go ahead and work with Jacob, which is, you know, he's not a fan of Jacob in any way, shape or form. And that is something I really do appreciate about this movie, is that there is no hiding the genuine disdain that Edward has for Jacob, and vice versa. He, uh, apparently, Lautner and uh, Pattinson you know, got along well enough in, in uh, off-screen, but... Man, like you can feel like the the hatred. It's it's palpable. Like you can you can taste it. You can taste it in the air. I I was actually very impressed with that aspect of it. The other thing I really do have to give them a shocking amount of credit for is I thought the backstories that they used to go ahead and fill out uh, the Cullen's kind of some gaps in the Cullen story. Some work better than others, but I do appreciate that. At least the attempt to go ahead and actually make these characters feel less, you know, less flat and add another dimension to them. Um, in particular, uh, Nikki Reed, who I'm just, uh, I'm a big fan of hers from her interviews on Craig Ferguson because she's just, she was hilarious on there. But Rosalie's story in particular is so fucking tragic. I, I was... I remember watching this in the theater with uh, with my sisters and their friend uh, Travis. Shout out to my siblings and Travis. But I remember I was sitting there watching it with them, and I just went, shit. Because when you find out what happened with Rosalie, in case you haven't seen it, I won't spoil it. But it is one of those things where you go, this makes a ton of sense why she is as 
hard uh as this is such a logical fair reason for why she doesn't trust people because when you get screwed over by someone you love in the fashion that rosalie did i went yeah no that is completely justified and her hatred towards humanity in particular is something i went okay it's a little strong towards bella but at the same time that's like you know we all have our walls up in some way shape or form in some aspect and this is a wall that does make sense it, it does it's not fair it's not fair to bella and it's not fair to rosalie uh, rosalie and what she went through but it was something i went huh okay this actually uh adds some adds some weight to her character the the one story the one backstory that i just went oh fuck off is uh jackson rathbone's uh jasper he <laughs> you find out that that uh that uh oh my gosh i uh i god i just says not jackson rathbone uh jasper there we go you find out that jasper (laughs) worked for the confederate army and (laughs) and like was a general was like a high-ranking officer and would work for this woman that he was dating um and she was basically or he was basically her her right hand uh he was her you know, her path of destruction. And he would go ahead and bring uh, people uh, people from the North, <laughs> basically, to go ahead and give a gift to her to, to be fed on. And I will say, this is something I always point out to even the fans who love the Twilight films or love the Twilight books. And it's one of those things you just have to go, God damn it. Like, it, it, it's one of those things you just, you just have to take your medicine and accept that this is bullshit. Because the fact that he did this shit, uh, deplorable enough that he's, you know, feeding people to his partner to go ahead and feed on. Uh, fucked up enough. And there's even a point where there are some kids and it's it's basically Revenge of the Sith. It's like, oh, oh man, kids, you shouldn't have... Uh, you shouldn't have been playing with that ball over here. Sucks to suck, uh, pun intended. But, but also the whole you were fighting for the Confederacy is just kind of glossed over. Actually, let me rephrase that. It's very much glossed over. And I just went, that's that's really shitty, actually. And the fact that Stephanie Myers just didn't cross her mind to go, hmm, we should probably address the racist aspect of this shit. And maybe that's the reason you were fucking chasing Laurent is because you were like, oh, a black vampire. We can't have that. I, it's <laughs> it's one of those things I went, oh, that's really terrible, actually. And I look, there have been thousands of movies, shows, etc. that have been based on things with problematic elements in their source material. Even back in whenever this came out, uh, 2000, what has it been, like 2008, I think, um, 2010, that was close. But even back in 2010, you really should have known better to <laughs> to not address this vampire being racist. I mean, fuck, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter even addresses that shit, and that's only a few years after this. So, come on, like, like if, if you're gonna do this again, if they are gonna reboot Twilight, which... I think in the next five years that shit's coming. I think there's gonna be a 
Twilight TV show is what I would, I would bet because I think doing it in a a film medium is actually probably a bad idea. I actually think if you did, I don't know, like six episode seasons per book, uh, you know, make the episodes, you know, an hour. I think that I think you could do that. Plus, that gives you room to to operate and put some things in that maybe weren't in the book and, and fill out this world and fill out the mythos. I think you could easily do that for, you know, a six episode season. But if they are, if you are going to tackle this, you have to talk about the race element with this whole Jasper <laughs> working for the Confederacy. And he even tells uh, Alice, he even goes like, thanks for saving my mama or something to that effect. And I just went, oh man, you're, Oh, you're even slipping back into the accent. Like I'm, I'm expecting the N word to leave your lips at any moment. It, it just, it was very jarring, and the lack of accountability and the lack of, we're actually gonna check him on this. I just went, that's that's really shitty, actually, and I I, I don't like that. Also, it does put a lot more emphasis on why there's no one black, uh, who's a part of the Cullen family. <laughs> And when you think about the fact that they are, uh, they have this huge rivalry with Native Americans, it, it really, like, you start to connect some dots and you go, oh, that's, that's not great. So this film is directed by David Slade, who has done some really good shit, actually. Uh, Hard Candy immediately comes to mind, starring, uh, Patrick, uh, um, Patrick uh, Wilson. I was about to say Patrick Warburton. That would be a <laughs> be a much different movie, but uh, starring chorus uh, Patrick Wilson and then uh, Elliot Page. Um, they also went ahead and uh, worked on American Gods, which if, if you've not seen American Gods, definitely recommend the first couple seasons. The the behind the scenes shit on that show, unfortunately, um, sunk it. Um, shout out to Orlando Jones. Look! Look up what happened to Orlando Jones on, on American God. That's a that's a whole other thing. And then this was written actually by uh, Melissa Rosenberg, who you know from Dexter and Jessica Jones. Which if you have not seen Jessica Jones, it's on Disney Plus. Watch Jessica Jones. It's an awesome fucking show. But I but this this movie in particular, and I know. I'm going to say this. I can already hear some people going, dude, th- what the fuck? But hear me out. This is the Scott Pilgrim of the Twilight movies. <laughs> and I mean that in the sense of, if you go back and watch Scott Pilgrim, whoever the people making that, Edgar Wright and, and company, you have to appreciate and to an extent really love the source material to be able to laugh at it but make, but like endearingly make fun of it. And I think there's a really great balance that uh, Slade and Rosenberg strike here because there's a scene where Bella is being taken off the grid. And, you know, she flat out says that, you know, Edward, you're my, you know, Edward, you're my partner. Jacob, you're my, <laughs> my, uh, my dick in a box. Uh, <laughs> But I want both of you to help me. And so they go ahead and go up into the mountains, trying to go ahead and get away from Victoria and her vampire clan. And so it starts snowing up there. And so they're all in this tent 
of course, Edward is, you know, cold because, you know, vampires. But Jacob, of course, is, is red-blooded and tan. And so she's, you know, they're worried about her, you know, freezing. And so Jacob gets under the... <laughs> Jacob gets under the sleeping bag and Edward is staring at him with with venom and the, the illest intent in his eyes and Jacob is milking the shit in a way that I'm like oh you are such a super villain in this moment he looks Edward dead in the face and goes well yeah of course Belle is more comfortable because I'm hotter than you and I I cannot express the genuine glee that I got seeing that in the theater. And just, I, I laughed about that line for probably five minutes. I was like, oh, Jacob, you fucking salty, salty bitch. Uh, it's a great line. And that whole sequence is actually really well done. Because there is a point where Bella falls asleep. And they have this very matter-of-fact conversation. Like, you know, if this woman... Sorry, this girl, like, she's in high school. This girl, pardon me. If she wasn't the common factor between the two of us, we might actually be friends. We might actually be cool. But we both want her. I have her. You don't. It pisses you off that she's with anyone, let alone me. And it's just a very matter-of-fact, like, very human conversation, which... I, in New Moon, that was something that drove me nuts with the, the, the conversations between some characters. I went, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, talk to people like they're actually fucking people. And the fact that the movie kind of takes this quiet moment to go, okay, let's have this conversation. I went, I really appreciate that. And I actually appreciate the fact that everyone involved really brought it in that scene. Because Bella, play, uh, Kristen Stewart does a great job of actually making it seem like she's passed out. Um, Edward, uh, Robert Pattinson, there are just these little nuances in his facial expressions. There's this point where he kind of just kind of smirks and Jacob looks him dead in the face and goes like, dude, if I basically, if I, 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 if I could kill you, I would, but I knew, I know it would hurt Bella. And Edward basically throws her right back. Like, yeah, dude, if, if I could throw you down a well, (laughs) basically I would, but it's such a, it's a very tense scene, but it's really well played. And adding in the fact that Edward can read everyone's thoughts with the exception of Bella's, the fact that Jacob is in that sleeping bag with her and you see Edward's eyes bug out like he's a Tex Avery cartoon, you know what Jacob's thinking. You know Jacob is thinking about tapping that ass and like Edward being handcuffed so he has to watch because Jacob is that fucking petty. But yeah, but I actually love that scene, and it's maybe the best scene. It actually, it probably is the best scene out of the first. Eh, uh, it, eh, it might be the best scene out of the first three, but it works really well, and, and I have to give the the film uh, quite a bit of credit for that. So the one thing I, I do have to point out, because I, I, since I was talking about Jacob and how that scene was actually well done, I have to talk about the gaslighting in this movie, because he pulls... Okay, so I, I, God, how do you want to say this? I believe that people are complicated. I, I think we all kind of drift back and forth between shades and gray, especially in our conversations. There's usually a lot more 
more nuance or less nuance with things that are said and interpretation and all these things. Thing People are complicated, in short. What Jacob pulls on Bella is straight up despicable because they're talking about this vampire army and keeping her safe. And he basically goes, well, you're with him. So what Matt, what does it matter if I get killed? He's basically pulling the, oh, if you break up with me, I'll kill myself. And I just went, oh, wow, fuck you for this shit. And Bella goes, you know, kiss me. Like, I want you to kiss me. And so he kisses her. And then, like, he wasn't just threatening to kill, basically kill himself. 20 seconds earlier, he goes, that should have been her first kiss. And I was sitting there going, oh, fuck off, dude. Like, like. So she really needs, she really should be with Edward by default, just off that scene alone. Kinda? Because, I mean, Edward left her ass in, in New Moon, but it's such a gross moment that I just went, eek. And again, this is 2010, this is 13 years ago. It's, it's very bad, and I really was just sitting there going, oh, god damn it. And Edward, to his credit doesn't have like a mental breakdown or freak out when he sees her because of course he can read Jacob's thoughts so he knows that he kissed that he kissed her but he doesn't freak out and I and I have to give Edward props for that but it's such a gross moment that leads to when Bella ends up punching him spoiler in uh Breaking Dawn part two I went yep totally fair just off of the scene alone it is completely fair uh, also, I, I, I have to point out, uh, I really like her dad in the, in these, um, what's, uh, uh, Charlie, uh, played by, uh, n- not, not, it's not Billy Bush, I don't think, but I, I really like her dad and, and, and God bless him. The dad is just, he's being put, he's just being put through the fucking ring, uh, ringer, Bill, Billy Burke, Billy Bush. I'm like, no, that's the guy who, <laughs> that's the guy from extra, um, but Billy Burke, I really like him. There's a sincerity to his performances in these films that I really appreciate. Yes, he looks like the brawny paper towel man, but I really, I really do like him in in these movies. And the whole mystery as far as, you know, who, like, what's happening with these people who are getting killed. Uh, obviously, we, know, we end up knowing it's the vampire army that Victoria is raising, but I think it's a decent little mystery, too. I, I do wish there was actual, you know, more news coverage of this. Um, that is my that is my one actual... I mean, I could pick this movie apart if I really wanted to. But, but the big thing I think this movie really could have done to elevate itself as far as the stakes is why not have Victoria turn someone Bella's friends with? Um, turning Mike... Because Mike is a villain anyway. I mean, how do you like the rain, Arizona? Yeah, fuck Mike. Uh, and I will say, I will say it, I will say it over and over again. Fuck Mike. But honestly, if you have Victoria turn Mike, because let's be real, Mike is just a is like the horniest person in that fucking friend group. If you have Victoria turn Mike, there's an actual reason for Bella to be emotionally invested outside of Victoria just wanting to kill her. That actually would have been an interesting wrinkle. You know, Mike doing the whole, like, I wanted to be with you, but you just, you look past me. Like, you could have done all that cliche shit, but I think that if um, they do go ahead and do the reboot, 
and do the TV series, that's a change I would make. That would be a change I'd make from Jump is is develop Mike Moore as a character and then have Victoria turn him. And then you have that decision of do we kill Mike or what do we do? I, I think that would have really elevated the stakes quite a bit. And I um the stakes vampire. <laughs> um <laughs> but I think that was a missed opportunity. But I've already talked about this movie way more <laughs> than I intended to. Um, one other thing I will shout out to is the action. The the way that vampires are killed in in these movies from here on moving forward, kind of that, that ice effect, like their heads are frozen and like they snap off. It's really cool. It's really well done. I think as a visual effect to get away, to get around the blood, because obviously you want to keep these PG-13 so your fan base can see them. I think it's a clever workaround. I think it does work really well. And the action beats do work really well in here. Um, seeing Carlisle uh, train, helping train the vampires as far as you know how to fight. And then also training um, Jacob and his tribe on how to fight. Um, the actual third, uh, last third, the big battle it's really well done. It's well, really well choreographed. There's just enough slow mo for some of those, you know, uh, fatality moments. It works really well. Um, I was actually shocked at how much I enjoyed this. So, um, as far as a grade, I'll be nice. I'll be nice. I'll give this. Uh, I think I gave the first trial. I think I gave it a B minus. This is actually on par. There's actually some stuff that I laughed at pretty hard. I mean, yes, the problem and the problematic elements are definitely still here, but yeah, I'll, I'll give this a B minus. I think this is this is this is a solid flick, and it's prob it's definitely the best one, the best uh, sequel, because oh man, the other sequels, and, and we'll get to those, but uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, B minus for this. But uh, everyone. What is your favorite Twilight movie? I, I will ask the Twihards. What is your favorite Twilight movie? I, I will be curious to get the uh, the responses. But uh, let us know in the comments. Uh, you can follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. You can follow us everywhere. Uh, find all of our socials at linktr.ee slash jhunterrealpineapple. That's R-E-E-L, pineapple. Uh, you can follow me on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. You can follow me on Letterboxd at Black Shazam. Follow me on TikTok at uh, jhunterrealpineapple. You can follow uh, follow the show everywhere. Uh, listen to us on SoundCloud, Apple Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneUp, and Samsung Podcasts, to name a few at The Real Pineapple. Uh, go ahead and follow us, uh, like and share and subscribe the show. Definitely helps us out. You can go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just go ahead and search The Real Pineapple. Uh, you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash jhunterrealpineapple. I'm getting my graphics finalized this weekend, so I will be streaming the last week of October. I'm going to be streaming... I haven't decided what I'm going to stream. Probably going to stream Resident Evil. Might stream Alan Wake 2. I'm, I'm still debating, but I will be streaming the last week of October. I will let y'all know as we get closer the exact dates and the time, so keep an eye out for that. I'm so excited to get on Twitch and actually get my first stream knocked out, but... Um, as Hall uh, as October continues, we're gonna have more Halloween reviews. I'm going to actually review one of my favorite episodes of anything uh, in the X Files. I'm gonna review the X Files episode Home, 
which I haven't watched since I was eight. So I'm very curious to rewatch that. Uh, I remember that was a very traumatic experience, but I'm going to get in the weeds and review that. I'm going to review a Twilight Zone episode uh, as per usual this time of year. I'm going to review, have reviews up for all the Scream movies. Uh, I'm working on finalizing those. Gonna have a review for The Wrath of Becky, a review for uh, X, a review for Pearl, uh, a review for uh, The Blackening, a review for Bodies, 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 a review for The Birds. Got a lot of Halloween stuff coming uh, coming y'all's way. But everyone, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe out there. Take care of each other. Go get your booster and your flu shot. We are heading to winter. I want y'all to be safe. And don't always forget and never forget to keep it real. Ooh.